When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means. This is the WrestleWolf Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson, DMD. And this is a review of Full Gear. Um, Pretty unlucky that Full Gear is in the same year as All Out um, 2021, because it would be pay-per-view of the year by a mile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm still kind of tossing up which, I don't know, I, I oh man, you know, um, All Out I watched on my own um, in lockdown and, uh, you know, Punk debuting was amazing and, you know, there was rumours of Danielson and, and, Co- and, and Adam Cole debuting and, uh, I mean, the way they did it as a one-two punch right at the end was fantastic. And that felt like a beginning, you know, or an introduction. This pay-per-view felt like AEW really solidifying themselves and, for want of a better term, swinging their dick around a little bit. Uh, you know, the quality of this card is exceptional. And, uh, you know, I watched it with some buddies and uh, one of the friends, Paul, um, you know, sort of pointed out a few times, uh, not in an annoying way or anything like that, but just was like, and man, there's more talent to come. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, but the rumors are that Kevin Owens is, uh, or Kevin Steen is a definite early next year. Um, and you've still got people who haven't shown up anywhere. It seems like Tony Khan didn't lie to me on Friday in the media call and that Bray Wyatt is making a movie and may not wrestle, you know, which is a shame because uh, he's such a creative person. I hope he does show up in AEW at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe Tony Khan told the truth on Friday when he said he hasn't seen him for a year and uh, would be interested in talking to him, but hasn't. Uh, but, you know, Kevin Steen, um, you know, you, you would think that Sami Zayn is only a matter of time before coming across. Kyle O'Reilly is a pretty hot tip to be coming across AEW. Um, you know, we had the uh, announcement of Jay Lethal coming to AEW in, in uh, you know, signing with AEW. An interesting signing out of all of the people at Ring of Honor. I mean, kind of the... Um, you know, for the last few years in Ring of Honor, kind of the flag bearer, the leader of Ring of Honor, the face of Ring of Honor. You know, there's been other people like Dan Housen, um, 
you know, who who have gauged interest for people to, to go and check out the product. Uh, Dalton Castle is another one. Um, yeah, there, there'll be others that'll come to me. But uh, yeah, and it, what was, um, you know, I was going to go through the card bit by bit, and I will, but uh, just, you know, that was a highlight for me because I, I popped a little bit when he came out. And uh, I think AEW are getting better at doing this. Uh, not really advertising that there's going to be someone showing up at the pay-per-view. And I think that's good because they need to kind of wean themselves off uh, that being a way to sell the pay-per-views. I'm not saying they did that with full gear. I don't think they did that really at all. But I think there is, there was, there's been an expectation because we've been so spoiled with the amount of signings that AAW quality signings that AAW have have um, procured this year, and I think it's, you know, uh, you could it would be hard to blame the audience to think every time there's a pay per view that you're going to get some big signing, but AAW at some point has to <laughs> um, either let some people go or or not continue to sign people because you know anyone who's read the rise and fall of wcw or um you know read the ecw book or anything like that uh or even witness what wwe have done the last three or four years trying to um hoard talent um doesn't help although you know that's kind of catastrophizing a little bit because AEW doesn't have the same contract structure as wwe uh, or WCW or ECW, not everybody is on an exclusive contract. Not all of the the wrestlers' money is coming from um, from AEW. They will get paid from other sources and stuff as well. Uh, so when when someone signs with All Elite, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an exclusive contract. And I don't know the bare bones of the contracts, but it, to me that would uh, I would assume it would mean that they get paid. Um, you know, as far as they, they get paid by appearance or, yeah, I, I would say so because there's no possible way that Tony Khan could have all of these people <laughs> on full-time contracts. Uh, but anyway, Jay Lethal in, um, you know, he comes on, he he's baby-facing it up, says he wants to challenge for the TNT title because of the reverence of his spot in Ring of Honor. He gets that shot immediately, which I have no problem with. And uh, we're going to get Sammy Guevara versus Jay Lethal on Wednesday night. I mean, that's it's worth tuning in to Dynamite alone for that. Uh, Noah Carter, the Rainmaker, didn't show up. There is a chaos tie-in to Dynamite this Wednesday as well. So, yeah... I, yeah, maybe we're not going to get the Rainmaker for a bit. And news coming out of uh, Full Gear could kind of explain that a little bit. Supposedly, uh, Kenny Omega, and I will talk about the the um, the main event at some length in a second, was working that match uh, with a really bad shoulder injury, which you just could not tell. <laughs> you couldn't pick up on that at all. Uh, so I think he's probably going to be gone for a couple of months, but I think that's probably good for the store, like for AEW full stop. I know that sounds crazy that it's good for, you know, we're so conditioned to WWE booking that it's everyone has to be on the show all the time. But 
Kenny Omega disappearing for a few months. It's not a bad thing. Um, because they got enough talent to keep the show going. It's not like they're reliant on one person. And when he does come back, maybe a face turn. I think we're going to get the Elite versus Kenny Omega. Um, which I'm looking forward to. Um, or maybe the Elite versus the Undisputed Era. I don't know. There's so many different ways that they can go. But let's go through the card. Uh, the pre-show match was Nala Rose, Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this this match was fine. Um, the faces got the win. That's good. Uh, there was a bit of a storyline stuff here between Shida and Rosa. I think that could be a good storyline. But we've got the TBS uh, belt story kind of going for the women at the moment that seems to be really the only main story moving forward um because the other main story was was squashed uh on this pay-per-view the the match itself was was fine two stars uh but that's where the sort of so-so ratings begin and end because the next match was packed and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Um, this is a fun match. A lot of cool spots. Andrade botched a couple of spots, but whatever. I mean, like he made up for it with the huge array of other spots that he was hitting. Um, Pack got the three count here. So I saw a few people on Twitter was like, oh, "Do you hate Cody now?" Yeah. He still won, man. He's still, like, in the Cody-verse, Cody still won. Yeah, Pac got the pin, but that doesn't take the heat off him, brother, brother. You know, that's just... uh, Look, I don't know what's going on with this storyline. It looks like Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes are are renewing hostilities. I don't think that storyline is doing anything for Malachi Black. It might be doing something for Cody Rhodes, but it's not doing anything for Malachi Black. Um, Andrade versus Pack is also a storyline that people are into, um, but I think we could just back off all of these storylines for a bit. Uh, anyway, the match itself was was good, uh, so three stars for this one. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I got uh, I got a bit to say about this. So one, uh, you know, know your role, Jabroni. Eddie Kingston, you just go. You just went up against the best in the world, lost in ten minutes, shortest match on the card. Uh, I'm really getting sucked into this storyline, but I just want to. I I don't understand where most of my wrestling friends, like friends who are into wrestling, and half of the crowd, I don't understand where you guys' heads are at when it comes to supporting Eddie Kingston. This is a guy who lost to Daniel Bryan. Sorry. Brian Danielson, still doing it. It's going to take a while. Uh, in a great match, he got choked out, right? That's not that's not Brian Danielson being an arsehole. That's not him being an elitist. That's not him playing politics. He beat him in the ring. You know what I mean? Choked him out. He wakes up, cracks the shits, goes backstage, interrupts an interview that's already happening with Sam Punk, slaps a microphone out of Tony Schiavone's hand. He's completely unprofessional. CM Punk stews on this for a couple of days, goes out to the ring, calls him out on it. Because, hey, man, 
you know, you should apologize. And he should have apologized, not just to Sam Punk, but to Tony Schiavone. You don't go around, you know, it's a, a revered wrestling figure. You don't go around pushing that guy around. Then Eddie Kingston finally, after two days, comes out with, you know, a bullshit excuse that you hit. Like, if you were a manager in a call center, this is the kind of excuse you hear for days off all the time. Where it's like, I thought I had COVID, so I didn't come to work. You know, if you try and fire me, I'll sue you. He's that guy. That's who Eddie Kingston is. You know, he's the guy who's the, he's the victim. Everything is always someone else's fault. You know, so he's now in this situation where CM Punk's calling him out. But this is CM Punk's fault. CM Punk's always been an arsehole. Maybe you've always been a dickhead. And CM Punk has always called you out for it because you've always been a dickhead. Because that's what I'm seeing here. He comes out, he's sooking, he says no one wants to... And we don't get any evidence from anyone else here about this. Everybody else is talking about how much they love CM Punk being in the company. But Eddie Kingston, no one wants you here. And I'm the only one brave enough to say it. That's another thing people like Eddie Kingston say. They speak on everyone's behalf, even though they don't talk to anyone. Because no one really likes them except for John Moxley. And John Moxley's insane. So anyway, he goads CM Punk... CM Punk's like, you know what? He's like, fight me, fight me. CM Punk's like, I don't really want to fight you. Admittedly, he's like, look, man, you know, because at this point, Punk's like, shut up. I'm going to slap you down a little bit. Yeah, you're not good enough for pay-per-view. You know, you should be on dark. This pisses Eddie off. So now that Eddie's pissed off, everything's got to go his way. So he goes, CM Punk, why don't you go and retire again? Like you did the last time. Even though all Eddie Kingston has done for a couple of weeks is sook, in Eddie's head, Sam Punk's the sook. So Sam Punk does the right thing, headbutts him, right? And then says, at the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view, they have a great fight. Because of course they're going to have a great fight, because Eddie Kingston can fight. But in the end, Sam Punk wins in 10 minutes, because he's the best in the world. And Eddie Kingston is not. And then at the end of the match... Eddie Kingston gets up, CM Punk gets up, they're hobbling all over the place. Punk could have just rolled out of the ring gone, see, I told you so, I'm the best in the world, you're a chump, see you later, fuckhead. But he, as a sign of respect, he walks over and goes, shake my hand. You know, we used to wrestle in Ring of Honor, this is a thing, this is a sign of respect. Shake my hand. And what does Eddie Kingston do? Like a petulant teenager, slaps CM Punk's hand out of the way and storms out of the ring. And this is your hero? This is the guy that you're all like, yeah, man, he speaks for me. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, as you can tell, I'm very invested in this storyline. <laughs> That's great. This match was amazing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four and a half stars. I don't just dole out five stars, baby, but it was great. I loved it. I think the result, you know, if we pull out a cafe for a bit and just analyze the result, I think that's the right result for the company as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what where Eddie Kingston goes next, but I think after this storyline, you know, he is 100% a main event proposition. And, uh, you know, as much as I just hung shit on any Kingston and his character at the moment is really annoying me and it's really annoying me that people can't see that uh but um yeah he uh he is definitely a main event player and you know again uh Punk 
is doing this job of, you know, he's just giving everyone he loves a rub. You know, Darby Allen, Team Taz for a little bit. I think that might reoccur at some point with Ricky Starks when he's a bit healthier. Now Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see what both of these guys do next. I mean, they, they could, could continue this feud and I think everyone would be very happy. Uh, you could have, you know... Um, three matches between the two, but I think they might move on for a bit. Uh, AEW don't sort of dwell on these storylines that much, um, you, and you, you sort of get in danger of being WWE if you've just got the same people going up against each other all the time. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, four and a half stars. Darby Allen versus MJF. This match was phenomenal um i love that mjf gets the win i love that tony khan trusted these guys to open the show um i think mjf winning is the correct call um you know and he did it in a dastardly way but that's great uh, I really love this as well. I'm going to give this four and a half stars. I thought it was just a fantastic match. I was really sucked into it. I thought they told great, a great story. It ebbed and flowed. You got to see that Darby Allen could wrestle in ring. You got to see that uh, MJF is not... Um, that he'll do the work. He'll put his body on the line. He'll bump for people. Uh, which we all knew. But the, I don't know. These weird sort of bad faith takes make their way into into commentary and uh yeah this match on this pay-per-view really stamped that out falls count anywhere match christian cage jurassic and uh, jurassic express which is jungle boy and Luchasaurus, of course versus the super click adam cole and the young bucks um i wasn't really expecting much with this match and i gotta say I, there's something about me that is not allowing me to fully invest in jungle boy i don't know what it is i don't i don't know I don't have a good reason for you. I like him, but I'm not all in like I am with MJF, Darby Allen, or even Sammy Guevara. I mean, that's someone who I've really, um, in the last six months, have, have my eyes have been open to like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's a main event player. Um, and, you know, Jungle Boy's got all the attributes. I just, I think for me, if someone's a bit poor on the mic, I just don't. I just don't, I can't get into it, if that makes sense. But anyway, this match was way more fun and way better than it had any right to be. And again, I think if a match like this was booked in another company, it would be done poorly, but this was fantastic. Four stars. Uh, I loved all of it. Um, yeah, and of course, uh, Christian Cage and uh, Jurassic Express getting the win here, um, which, you know, it sort of continued the trend of all of the young guys getting put over. Uh, Minneapolis Street Fight, the Inner Circle. I'm second-guessing myself of who won here. I'm just going to look this up. I'm right, right? It was Jungle Boy and Christian that... Right? <laughs> I can't... <laughs> completely having a mental breakdown here trying to remember uh who who won i bet you now i'm going to click on a website that'll be like yeah ad blocker on 
Let's just scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Man, I was so happy to see him punk beat Eddie Kingston. Yeah, God, I was right. Sorry, guys. I put that. <laughs> Uh, next up, we had a mini, uh, the Minneapolis Street Fight, the Inner Circle um, defeating the Men of the Year. This was a bit of fun as well. I, I mean, I wasn't really that into it. Again, it probably was a bit better than it had any right to be. Um, look, I would have given it two and a half stars, but there were a couple of spots that just, you know, the hockey, uh, the uh, Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz using. Hockey sticks to beat the crap uh, out of um, Ethan Page in a trash can. I loved, and the Sammy Guevara uh, suicide dive off the top of a ladder uh, again onto was the Scorpio Sky. Uh, just great. So three stars for this match, um, but I would like to see the American Top Team go away. Uh, next up, we have got the AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, Brian Danielson versus Miro. I genuinely thought Miro was going to win this. Super glad that Brian Danielson did. Uh, the big question at the end of this uh, match is, where does Brian Danielson go next? Does he go straight after Hangman Page? Do we have the, do we have a face versus face uh, storyline? And does Brian Danison put Hangman Page over? I think he might. Uh, look, I was saying yesterday to the lads that I was watching the pay-per-view with, you don't need to, just because he's won the number one contendership, so that, you know, Danielson is the number one contender, he doesn't need to put that into play immediately. But this match was phenomenal. It's so good to see Miro on a big stage, getting to wrestle someone as fantastic as Brian Danielson. Um, it's just, this pay-per-view is a real celebration of uh, wrestlers, pro wrestlers getting to do professional wrestling in front of a crowd that love professional wrestling. Um, and, and you know, it was just, you know, I mean, it, it was a long pay-per-view, like four hours is long. That's a long pay-per-view, but it didn't, I think I looked at my watch once and I, we were about three and a half hours in <laughs> at that stage. Uh, so, um, yeah, this match was amazing. I'm going to give it four and a half stars. I just can't quite give it five, but a brilliant match. Uh, Lucha Bros defeated FTR. I felt like this match ended quickly. I felt like there was more that was going to happen with FTR putting on the Lucha Mask and maybe uh, them disputing, you know, who the legal man was. Uh, shout out to Paul Tanner for that. He picked that up. I didn't. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe we'll get a bit of that on Dynamite this week. But, um, yeah, it just it just felt like maybe something went wrong and they called it really quickly. Uh, but anyway, Lucha Bros are still AEW champions, um, and uh, these two have a match uh, at um, AAA Mania, 
um, which is usually end of November off the top of my head for the AAA tag team belts. So um, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Lucha Brothers might win that and they'll be double champions and I don't know. I mean, there is a relationship between AAA and AEW, but it's so slight, you know? I mean, they very rarely mention each other and um, it seems kind of like, well, you know, you've got... It just seems like it's a convenient working relationship. Uh, the AEW's Women's Championship match, Dr. Britt Baker versus Tay Conti, this was uh, fine. I thought the in-ring work was pretty good. Um, told a relatively good story uh, in the ring. Uh, Britt Baker didn't win with Lockjaw, which is great. Um, just changing it up a little bit. I think Tay Conti proved that she is reasonably good on a big stage. And we can expect to see more of her. I think in six, 12 months, she will be the big baby face uh, in the company, in the women's division. Um, besides Thunder Rosa, obviously. Uh, but Britt Baker staying champ is the right decision. And, and we'll be gearing up to Thunder Rosa and taking her on pretty soon. Um, and I think Jade Cargill will win the TBS women's belt. I may be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, and, man, so to finish out the pay-per-view, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. What an amazing match. And Kenny Omega worked it injured. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, the culmination of two years of storytelling. Uh, I mean, you know, if you wanted to be a dickhead, you could say a year, but it's really been two years. Um you know, I mean, there wasn't a hell of a lot done in this match that you weren't expecting to see, but they were just working so snugly. Uh, the spots that these guys were were hitting and the bumps that they were taking for each other were exquisite. Uh, you know, the buckshot lariat was the danger move. It was the, the one that Kenny had to avoid at all costs versus the, the one-winged angel, which was protected as well and uh which is also good i thought that they for sure they were going to get kenny to kick out of that um uh, sorry get hangman hanger to kick out of that uh and then the young bucks coming down i literally was like oh there's got to be a run in at some point right then literally 10 seconds later the young bucks appeared at the top of the stage and uh yeah them nodding to hangman uh in, and I, I assume it was in regards to the conversation they had on Rampage where Hangman was like, look, man, uh, you know, I've apologized to you, uh, you know, um, and basically it was like, hey, look, you know, I did this and I cost you guys a spot, you know, a title shot. You cost me a title shot where even if you get involved uh, at full gear, I'll kill you, basically. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Matt Jackson just nodding his head uh, was a great moment, but also kind of, you know, it's the nod that uh, sets a thousand sails, right? Because it, it, so many different storylines come out of that. Uh, but yeah, Hangman wins. Um, he's out in the ring and then Dark Order come to the top of the stage and he tells him to come down. They put him up on his shoulders and he cracks a beer. And, it, you know, it's exactly what you wanted. And, um, you know, that's what AEW 
really, really do well. I mean, the guys I was hanging out with last night, we were reminiscing about... We've been getting together and watching pay-per-views for about six years. So, obviously, we were watching WWE pay-per-views before AEW came along. And um, we watch AEW pay-per-views now. We don't watch WWE. And uh, we were sort of talking about, like, the... One, the amount of times we were hung over on Tuesdays because we would watch the pay-per-views on Monday nights here in Australia because they were shown on Sunday nights in uh, in uh, the States. Um, and then kind of were like, did we, were we always that hung over because the pay-per-views were that terrible? <laughs> but the thing that we always remembered were, was being gutted a lot at the end of pay-per-views, being like, ah, oh, what? What was that? Booking all like, you know, we had gotten our hopes up that someone was going to beat Roman Reigns. Oh, no, of course, Roman Reigns wins, blah, 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 blah. And what AEW does do well is that they will, even if they are going to book things that might piss people off a little bit. So, like, there's going to be a lot of people who weren't happy with the CM Punk booking. There's going to be people who weren't happy with the Brian Danielson booking. You know, not like they hate AEW because of it, but just like because, you know, Miro or uh, Eddie Kingston are their guys. There would have been people who wanted to see Tay Conti win. But no one, no one, unless you're the biggest Kenny Omega BTE elite mark on the face of the planet, and even then, everyone wanted to see Hangman Page win. Even the graphics team who wrote, we're proud of you, underneath Hangman Page when he came to the ring, uh, wanted to see this. And everyone goes home happy. And even just in psychology, there's a an idea that... Uh, you know, if you're with someone for a period of time or you're watching something or you're having an experience with something, people remember the beginning and the end. At the beginning of this, MJF beat Darby Allen. So there's a result that people aren't going to be happy with. But it's told in a way that isn't like, eh, fuck you, Marks. <laughs> but what people will remember is Adam Page on the shoulders of Evil Uno and Cole Cabana swigging a beer with the belt held up high with a big giant smile on his face. And uh yeah, I just I just thought this pay-per-view was great. Oh, the Brit Baker Take Conti match I'll give th- uh, three stars. And this Kenny Omega Hangman Page match I I oh god. I'm going to give it five stars. I think four and a half for the actual match itself and then a, a half a star just for the overall storytelling. Um I gave the promo leading into this on Dynamite five stars. I can't not give the match five stars. It's been a brilliant story. It will be a uh, a pillar of AEW moving forward that people will point to this storyline. Oh, well, you know, like you should go back and, you know, what should I check out to get into AEW? It's like, oh, well, you know, check out this YouTube video that, it, you know, 15-minute video that explains the story between Hangman Page and uh, Kenny Omega. And, uh, yeah, he seems ready. Like, I think he's going to be a great baby face. It'll be interesting to see who they put up against him now. I don't really care that much. If it's Brian Danielson, great. Uh, If it's Miro, great. If it's CM Punk, great. Um, If it's Adam Cole, maybe. I think that could be a possibility. All of these options are fantastic options, and, and I would love to watch any of them. Um also doesn't have to happen straight away you don't need to have a championship story immediately 
Um, but I think they'll do one because that creates interest. But anyway, I, I don't mind. I really don't mind. Um, great pay-per-view. Four and a half stars all up. Loved it. Um, I'm going to leave you guys there. Thank you for listening right till the end. Uh, if you are if you're a fan of WrestleWarp and what we do here, you can help us out by uh, rating and reviewing us on Good Pods uh, or on Apple Podcasts. Um, just getting the word out to more people. Uh, we're charting all over the world, which is fantastic, and that's because of you guys. But uh, if you could just help us out by, if you haven't, rating and reviewing, that's what helps this chart get to more people. Uh, and it doesn't cost anything. I'm not asking for any money. You don't have to listen to ads. Just give us a five-star review, man. Go on, do it. Uh, anyway, until next time, brother friends, may your wrestling be good wrestling and fuck it's good wrestling in AEW at the moment and good night.